0: Welcome to Memoirs Noir. I'm your host, Anthea Nicole. Memoirs Noir is a space designed for millennial women of color to share our experiences on everything from navigating the workplace, healing childhood traumas, and how we bloom in our relationships. At the end of each conversation, I asked my guest to reflect on her chosen topic and offer a piece of advice to her younger self. I ask this advice for you, listener, so you can walk away with valuable information to make bold changes for an impactful life. My guest today is the CEO and founder of Woman Unbreakable, an organization and movement geared towards redirecting society's narrative of the, quote, broken woman, a licensed master social worker, a certified transformational life coach, a youth leader in her church, speaker, mentor, and a catalyst for change, Kim Roberts Henderson. Kim is a graduate of the University of Connecticut and New York University, She's a proud member of Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated, wife, daughter, sister, and devoted friend. Kim has been featured in Voyage Atlanta Magazine and Fashion God Magazine and has been a fellow in the nationally recognized Zelda Foster Studies in Palliative and End-of-Life Care Leadership Program. Kim strives to create loving, connected, and empowered spaces in which women can access their highest potential, transform their thinking, and transcend limitations. Kim, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to talk to you. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for making time in your schedule. You are like doing it, girl, and doing so much, so well keeping so busy, yes. i so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about relationships. We're yes. talking about yes. intimate relationships. Ooh. And um, I know a lot of times, and I can personally attest to this with my own <laughs> <laughs> um, story of marriage and divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times women of color, especially black women, and I keep bringing us to the forefront because I am a black woman and this is my lived experience. Right. Correct. Correct. Um, but women of color, especially black women, we get into these relationships and even though the relationships are not healthy, Mm-hmm. We for whatever reason feel trapped right. and despite behaviors that tear us down that right. break more than our hearts. Um, because abuse can break not just your heart, it breaks your body, it breaks your mind, mm-hmm. it breaks your soul. Mm-hmm. And we stay because yeah. we think, well, I'm not gonna find anybody better. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the stats out there says black women are the least likely to find somebody so let me just stick with him it's better to stick with the evil I know than to try and find another right correct yeah Yeah. but it's so important for us to remember God has something bigger for you sweetie yeah Yeah. (laughs) yes so important to break ties, especially when they are destroying you, completely destroying you. So let's talk today. Let's talk about relationships and why it's so important for us to recognize their end and to move on. Oh, we're talking.
1: It's spicy today. (laughs) Well, girl, you know. We're going to get down to the, the dirty, dirty of it. Yes. Um, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, when you presented this topic, I think that it was something that I kind of gravitated to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because as you're saying, we're talking to our lived experience, right? And mm-hmm. we're talking about um, things that we've just kind of um, experienced experience things that we've seen others experience and now that I'm a little older and wiser I would always say you know what if I were to go back 10 years and just kind of be able to go back with the knowledge that I have right now I would make different decisions especially different decisions as it relates to the relationships that I put myself in grateful Mm -hmm. for the learned experience right because I think that it, it you know in hindsight it has made me stronger
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but I do believe that there are some things that could have been avoided had I had certain knowledge or understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do believe that it's important and I hope that there is someone out there who may be younger than I am that, you know, listens to this podcast and kind of picks up on some of the jewels and different things like that. So that they, that, that she can make the right decisions mm-hmm. um, yes. um, to to avoid some of the pitfalls that I'm sure you have gone through. I have gone through yes. so many others. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so let's get into it like relationships, like no one wants to be alone. Right. Like, yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. No one wants to be alone. Right. I, I think that everyone desires to be connected to someone that they can share a space with intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's very important. I think that God created us that way, right? Um, that we are, we were created to give love and to be loved. Um, and I think that it's important. Relationships are very, very, very important. However, I do believe that our vision or our sight as it relates to relationships and what that should look like is very skewed. Mm. Uh, I think that it's skewed because of Um, just overall just our conditioning. Society conditions us, life conditions us, our family dynamics, our situation, it conditions us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So when we come into this world as a young girl, um, I would always remember I took a woman's, um, is it a woman's rights class? It was at UConn. Mm -hmm. Um, UConn, big up UConn. Hey! Um, It was a woman's bike class, and she played Beauty and the Beast, okay. Little Mermaid, right? And, um, you know, and also played some of the reactions from little girls as they watched these movies. Mm. Now, no one can tell me nothing about no Little Mermaid. Like, I love mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. I loved Beauty and the Beast, but once again, looking at it from a very mature eye, from a young child, as women, we were conditioned to deal with certain things, yes. right? Yes. And find it to be acceptable. Yes. So let's just break it down. For instance, Little Mermaid, in order for her to find that man, what she did had to she give have to up do? something. She gave up her voice, mm-hmm. right? She gave up her voice. Like this man was so important, so important, right, that mm-hmm. she decided that she would give up which was one thing that she valued right mm-hmm. she gave that up just so she can just fall in love with this man mm-hmm. right so you have that right then you have beauty and the beast right talk about domestic violence okay so you have beauty who you remember, I don't know if you remember the scene, and she was like, I don't want to eat with you. And he yes. said, You don't eat with me. You, you don't, don't eat at all. all. Mm-hmm. Right? And almost he forced, literally, what he did was force himself onto her. Yes. But so she wasn't into him you know Mm -hmm. Um, but he literally forced himself onto her and was very verbally abusive to her and at one point he put his hands on Mm -hmm. her right and this is the movie as a young girl you're watching and what does that then tell you what what are you downloading right about relationships and what's acceptable in relationships come on now and your role in these relationships Mm -hmm. right and some people may say well i never watched little mermaid and i never watched beauty and the beast and i'll say okay no problem let's watch your parents for instance let's look at your mom let's look at your father for instance right love them But my mother and my father had a very toxic relationship. Now that I can look at it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, snap. Like That was toxic. Or look at your grandparents. Look at your grandparents. And what they tell you is acceptable of what you should do. Right? Mm -hmm. So I think that our grandparents, God bless them because they were raised in a time that unfortunately they didn't have much options, right? Yes. Because financially they depended on each other. Yes. So your grandma couldn't readily get rid of your cheating grandfather. Come on, right? Now, Kim. She couldn't do that, mm-hmm. right? She couldn't readily walk out on your, your abusive, um, your aunt couldn't readily walk out on her abusive uh, husband. That's your uncle that you love right because at the time right the family structure they needed each other financially Mm -hmm. right um and i think that unfortunately now that we're shifting in this time a lot of that teaching um that came out of those relationships that we're familiar with we Take those into relationships and it has no place there, right? It really has no place there. So, to your question, I think, or even to our discussion, I think Mm -hmm. that it is important to understand that when we get into relationships, we're not just getting into relationships as Kim and Anthea, right? We're getting into relationships as Kim, the person who watched Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, so my mother, so my grandmother, right? Like, when we come into the relationship, we're coming in with that right when you go into a relationship you're going in it with that so it's important to understand when certain things transpire in your relationships why is it that i am kim accepting this thing Mm -hmm. right Mm. why am i accepting this thing right and it's important for us to begin to unpack it because it's not simple it's not a simple unpack. Like if, uh, you know, I deal with women who are in domestic violence situations all the time. And one of the things that I work with them to see is to not see their, uh, their abuser necessarily as a bad person, but to view themselves as a person who's accepting something. And why is it that you're accepting that? Right. Because once you recognize like, Oh snap, Like, I'm accepting this because I'm scared that if I left this relationship, I wouldn't find anyone better, right? Because why? And let's unpack that further. I really don't think that I would find anyone better because I never really found myself to be that attractive. Let's unpack it further. I never really found myself to be attracted because when I was younger, my mother would always say, why is it that you look like that, right? So we as individuals have to understand that when we're coming into a relationship, this is not surface level. You're talking about deep rooted and seated beliefs and and conditioning that we've been through Right. Bringing that into our relationship and allowing that now to run our relationships. Right. So I think, you know, when it comes to women of color, we got to understand a couple of things. As women of color, we are carrying the trauma of our generation, mm-hmm. our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Right. We're talking about ancestors. We're talking about the our slave ancestors right? Mm -hmm. The slave mothers and our great, 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 great -great grandmothers who had to see their spouses ripped from their arms. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about, you know, our great, 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 great -great -great grandfathers seeing our great, great, great grandmothers getting raped Mm. and not, not being able to do anything about that, right? We are carrying years and decades and centuries of trauma that has manifested in things that we say is acceptable. That is really not acceptable. You know? So I know I'm talking like a mile a minute because I'm very passionate about this thing.
0: But can I tell you how excited your (laughs) whole everything you said has made me like I have goosebumps. And I'm ready to do the church run (laughs) because it's so true, Kim. When I met my Mm -hmm. Mm ex-husband, I did not, and it took me, I've been in therapy for a few years now because of this relationship. It took me a good eight months to a year into therapy Mm -hmm. to realize One, I couldn't be mad at my Mm ex-husband. And ladies, (laughs) don't throw your phones at me. Do not unsubscribe (laughs) from this podcast, girl. But everything that you just said is so true. I could not be mad at him because I knew going in, he was not right for me. Mm. Mm. And it took, it took Like I said, eight months to a year of therapy for my therapist to finally get through to me what you just said. I went into that relationship not as Anthea Nicole. I went in as Andrea Nicole,
1: as Mm -hmm. Margaret
0: Josephine, Mm -hmm. as Doris. I went in with the generation,
1: with, Mm -hmm. with the
0: struggles, with the trauma, with the pain, with the hurt. Of all the women behind me.
1: Yes. And I didn't
0: realize it. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it. So now, you know, I have a, we're no longer friends. Hallelujah. But someone (laughs) um, was very upset with me and how I dealt with my ex-husband as we were going through our divorce. They -hmm. were upset with me because I wouldn't yell at him. I wouldn't curse him out. I wouldn't, I'm like, but why am I doing all of that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why am I doing all of that? They were upset with me because I treated him as a human being. Mm. I treated him Mm. as a human being because I realized I was the problem. (laughs) Girl, sometimes, listen, I'm not saying how he treated me. I'm not saying what he did to me was correct. He is his own person. He's going to have to stand before God and answer for his actions, right? Yes. But me, yes. as a whole woman, I could finally realize, Anthea, you saw the signs, baby girl. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. didn't want to be alone. And you wanted that baby so badly that you looked past all the things you saw you did not like in this man. And you went ahead with it
1: anyway. Girl. Oh, girl. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <clears throat> Ridiculous. It is, you know, it's one of those things where you, let me tell you, oftentimes I have conversations with my husband and it's like really deep and profound conversations. And one of the things that we always talk about that not a lot of people ascribe to and and rightfully so, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that we are a generation that is looking for people to blame, Mm -hmm. right? Mm And we don't really want to turn it inward. We want to turn it outward because it gives us it gives us an answer, mm-hmm. right? The reason our relationship failed is because of you, huh? right? Can you say that again, Kim? <laughs> I don't think a couple people heard you. Could you say that right? again? Right, like the reason why the relationship failed is because of you, 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 you. <laughs> right? Um, and it's fair because I do believe that there are some really just individuals out there that their characters are really just messed up and they're, they're not the best of individuals. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. But I also am a firm believer in people understanding the right to choose.
0: Okay.
1: Mm. Right? If you are giving me something to eat and I don't want it, what would I say to you?
0: No, thank you.
1: No, thank you. Okay. As children, we've learned how to say no to some things and, and and bite our tongue in other ways. But I do believe that as adults, we have, you know, entered into these relationships with this understanding that if I have a behavior that you're giving me, I, it, it's wrong for me to say no, thank you. Like, I don't want that. Like, this when is. when did not
0: we what learn that? When did we learn that? When did we start doing that?
1: Let me tell you, I just think it's conditioning through the years, even as children and watching our parents, right? Like watching our grandparents going back to that, right? I think that our culture, we have normalized toxicity in our relationships. We've normalized it, right? We've normalized it as being okay. If, you know what, if my, I remember back in the day um, on the playground, the running thing is if a boy is messing with you, he likes you, oh. right? Like, if he throws you down, he likes you. Like, I remember hearing that, right? Like, I remember hearing things like, you know what? Oh, he ran over and he punched you. Oh, he likes you, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, when you're younger, it sounds like, oh, okay, right? But not understanding that all of these things plant seeds, so, when we get into our relationships right and 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 our spouse, let's say our spouse or our the person that we're we're in our partner um you know flies off the handle right um is a someone who yells, they go from zero to a hundred real quick and they punch the wall, right One thing somebody would say is, yo, that he got that passionate about you, he must really care about you no, 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 no no, no." Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. no, he needs to learn how to control his temper. That's exactly what he needs to look, right. Um, but I, as the person in the relationship, I have the right to then choose to remain in that relationship and accept the fact that this person may continue to fly off the handle. And instead of punching the wall one day, he may actually punch me. Yes, I have to deal with that reality and make the choice on whether or not that, that that's appropriate. Or I can say, this is a non-negotiable for me. Here is the problem. And unless you correct it, I'm gone. Right? But in order for you to do that, you have to understand your worth. And a lot of Black women, back to why is it that we stay? We don't understand our worth. We don't understand our worth and our value. I I always say that one of the things that I run across with women, especially women of color, is the mask of worthiness. There's a difference between wearing a mask of worthiness and actually believing that you're worthy. That's two different things, Mm. right? Because we have messaging about Black girl magic and Black girls rock, right? So we don't want to be outside of that. Mm -hmm. Who wants to be outside of that messaging, right? So what we do is we adopt a persona that is in alignment with this strong, black, resilient, black girl, rock, I'm everything and this goddess on this earth. But then when you look and you turn the light inward, you don't actually feel that way. Mm -hmm. But you spend so much of your time flaunting that you feel that way, Mm -hmm. that you don't even know at what point to actually make the correction to feel that way for real. You don't want to do the work. It's easier to put on a mask, right? Mm -hmm. That's why you could see this. A a lot of women, that some women that are in abusive relationships, what do you sometimes turn around and say, Oh my God, I would have never thought that. Mm. Right? Because she's there and she's always talking about empowerment. Oh, a woman went ahead. This girl went ahead and she committed suicide, and someone says, Oh my goodness, I would have never thought that. Why? Because we as black women have been taught to wear masks. Oh, mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And we get so comfortable with these masks that sometimes we're not even able to really tell the difference between real and and fake and, and fake. Mm-hmm. And then we struggle because of the dissonance that we're experiencing. Mm. We come home and we feel like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't, you know, I'm, I know my Instagram page is popping. Uh, you know, people love me, but I don't really love myself. And because you have this persona, you have to keep up. Who you telling? You're not telling anybody. So now you're struggling and suffocating in silence because you don't want the real thing that you're going through to overpower to, to 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 what, what you're putting up there. Mm-hmm. So all of that to say, in our relationships, oftentimes what happens is, is we have this concept of oh, I'm not going to let this Negro do this, this, that, and the third to me, right? Mm-hmm. But then we settle for it. Because deep down inside, we really don't feel like we're worthy of anything better. And it starts with the little things. It starts with,
0: because we all have our standard, right? We all mm-hmm. go into relationships thinking, this is my standard. This is my base level. And then slowly, that standard begins to lower. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, him leaving the toilet seat up is not so bad. Mm -hmm. Or him not putting that back where he found it is it's not so bad. Mm -hmm. Or him going into the other room to take a phone call or answer a text message, oh, that's not so bad. Mm
1: -hmm. So when does it become bad, girl? Girl, it's always been bad. I tell my, I tell, and, and to your point, right, like somebody may listen to this podcast and be like, Oh, well, leaving the toilet seat up is not bad. Leaving the cabinet is is not bad, right? Like, so here's the thing. And you are rightfully so. You have to know for you, you alone, I can't write a book and tell you what to do. You for yourself have to know what is acceptable and not acceptable to you, Right. And in that moment, you have to be able to find your voice to talk to your partner and say, hey, you keep leaving the toilet seat up. That bothers me. Is there any way possible that you can remember to put the toilet seat down, right? Now, if your partner and somebody may come at me, they may listen to this podcast because you know what is the truth. Some people don't like the truth. The truth is a hard pill to swallow, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So now if your partner seriously cares about you right he will make every effort to put the toilet seat down mm-hmm. every effort and when he doesn't put the toilet seat down you know what he will say you know what babe my bad I know you don't like the toilet seat up my bad I forgot that time he's not going to leave it on um, address. Mm-hmm. right because it's in the back of his mind he cares that this bothers you
0: not only that he cares he respects you
1: enough
0: to consider you Mm -hmm. to consider
1: you and and to someone that may be very small right but i think that it's important for us when we're in relationships to pick up on cues on people who value you enough right to Mm -hmm. make alter alterations and changes people who who care for you enough people who respect you enough to hear you And hear what it is you're saying. Now, once again, I also firmly believe that you as a person also have to check your toxic ways. Right? I
0: don't think people are ready to do that.
1: They're not ready. Listen, because it's all about you, you, you. You don't want to blame. You the one. You the one that messed it up. (laughs) Right? That's when you're looking for someone to blame. But you also have to understand that. In the relationship, your partner is not the only one that has things that need to be worked on. You may actually be the toxic person in the relationship and are you ready? Are you ready to have that realization and do the work needed to work on yourself so that this relationship can flourish and be productive? It's not always that our partners are the ones that are keeping the relationship unproductive. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case.
0: Yeah. I may be you. Yeah. And something is important to know as well when you realize if you are the toxic person in the relationship, sometimes the best thing you can do for that relationship is leave. Yeah. Absolutely. Cuz you absolutely. may not be his best. Mhm. Mhm.
1: But no one even, you know, here's the thing. No one wants to hear that, though, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hear that. Who wants to hear that?
0: Mm-hmm. But yet
1: and still, we have a lot of relationships in our communities that are suffering because we don't want to do the work. We don't want to do the work. And it starts by doing the work individually. So that way when you're together collectively, that you are doing a collective work. I said to my mother the other day, because we were having a conversation, and I said, there, some somewhere along the lines, it got mistaken that we are our partner's saviors, mm-hmm. right? But now shifting the conversation back to a, a male and female relationship, right? Mm-hmm. God, in, in, the, in, in the word of God, God said that he created woman as a helpmate, right? Mm-hmm. He created woman as a helpmate. So, what that indicates to me, if I am a helper, right, that indicates to me that you are already in the process of something. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'm coming along to assist you on that process.
0: Yep. Hence but submission. Some, mm-hmm, yes.
1: But somewhere along the lines, Right. And I, I think a lot of this had to just do with the trauma that we faced as individuals, black people in America. Somewhere along the line, the woman became the savior. Mm. And we developed a savior complex as it relates to our men. Mm-hmm. So that is why when we see there is an issue or a problem, we're more likely to stay. Why? Because we hope we can change them. Mm hmm. If I just love him more, mm-hmm. you know what? This, 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 this person here, he's beating on me. But if I just love him more, if I cook and I do everything that he says mm-hmm. he's going to me, this is not gonna happen to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you have the one who should cheater. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? I gained weight. I'm not attractive anymore. So let me go, let me get attractive, because if I'm attractive more, he will not cheat on me, mm. right? Then you have the situation where the man is, is, is unproductive. He's not a worker. You're mm-hmm. doing all the hard work. You're the one that's working. He's not living his dream. He's just chilling and out, right? Mm-hmm. And we say, you know what? I'm not going to leave him because I'm a ride or die. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that he accomplished his goal. Sis, come on now. (laughs) Tell me I'm lying. I can't. Right? Because in all of those scenarios, we're talking about changing Mm -hmm. that person. Yes. So if I'm talking about changing someone, then now I'm functioning in a savior complex that wasn't intended for me to function it. I'm a helpmate. So that means you're already doing the work. So a good key indicator that a relationship is off balance and it's time to go is if you've become the savior and not the helpmate. Oh, <sighs> If you've become the savior and not the helpmate, it, it, that may be an indicator that it's time to exit this relationship. And let's be
0: clear, ladies, being a helpmate doesn't mean being his secretary, his housekeeper,
1: no. his
0: personal <laughs> chef. That's not what being a helpmate means. At least that's not what it's supposed to mean if you are a godly woman. It means that your partner, your spouse has a divine purpose on his life and you are there to walk with him and assist him as he fulfills that purpose. Right. And he is going to do the same for you.
1: Exactly. But the, that's the key to walk with them. He has dreams that he's actively working on. He has goals that he has provided you, receipts that he's actually worked on, mm-hmm. right? This is not some some dream that he's like, oh, you know, one day I want to be a rapper. Ooh, All right.
0: Girl, cool. why was I just thinking that?
1: But <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to be a rapper, no problem. I don't have any problems with that, right? But here is what I want to see. I want to actually see that you're putting in work, right? I want to actually see that. I want to also actually see that you're handling your other affairs responsibly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because one thing is I'm a firm believer in is I believe in everyone pursuing their dreams and going after their goals and being happy, regardless of whatever. But in doing so, being responsible to make sure that you're handling the rest of your affairs. Mm -hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't just go to my husband and say, you know what? And when when we need to get out of this mindset, Oh, if I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to drop what I'm doing, he needs to be able to support me in that. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Because I can't go to my husband and be like, oh, one day I decided to become an entrepreneur. I'm just gonna drop everything and I'm gonna leave everything on you knowing that it is gonna be a heavy burden. No, we have to be in a space, all of that to say, we have to be in a space that we understand that a healthy relationship is balanced. There is balance. There is direction for your relationship. Where is this relationship going, right? What is it that you want to accomplish? individually and collectively and does that match when you are with someone in your relationship does he pour into you do you pour into him are your visions aligned right you don't have to wait until you're married to talk about a mission statement for your relationship oh
0: yes thank you
1: what is your mission statement what is the goal especially if you're in a serious relationship with someone what is the goal here what do you see for your life and does and does that align does it align and what and when i say what do you see for your for your life i'm not talking about oh this dream that's unrealistic i'm talking about is it realistic and has the person or have you provided receipts to show that it is a realistic goal i think that those things are important for us to have conversations of in our relationships
0: i agree
1: right and then women The other thing is, is because once again, a lot of us tend to gravitate to the father that we had or the father that we wanted (gasps) Yeah, and being able to do the work to identify if that is what you're gravitating to, because your husband or your partner is not your father.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: So we have to be very, very careful about that. Um, And I do a lot of work with attachment styles and relationships because our attachment styles have a lot to do with the attachment styles we developed with our parents when we were younger.
0: That so, is so true. Girl,
1: we talking on and on. Uh, uh,
0: that is so true.
1: There's just so much to unpack here. But I think to your question, um, you know, when is it time to exit an unproductive relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, abuse should not be tolerated at all. At The all. slightest mm-hmm. bit. I don't even care. Uh, to be honest with you, I have a zero tolerance policy for abuse. Mm-hmm. Zero. Mm-hmm. Financial abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, abuse yes. spiritual There's... abuse, mm-hmm. physical abuse. I have a zero tolerance policy. Yes. Zero tolerance. Yeah. Anyone that is willing to abuse you in such a way lacks respect for you. Yes. And respect is not... A, a a courtesy in a relationship respect is, is mandatory, mandatory. Mm-hmm. absolutely i tell my husband this all the time i don't ever thank him for respecting me no you don't get a card saying thank you for your respect exactly. no 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 respect is mandatory mm-hmm. because i am a human being and i live on this earth i res- I, I deserve respect Absolutely. That's not something I think anyone for, right? So respect is mandatory. That's like the bare minimum. (laughs) Absolutely. The bare minimum. When is it time to leave? Automatically, off-back, anything that has to do with abuse. My thing is, when you see it, out. out.
0: Pack your bags, call your mama, your your auntie, your cousin, your girl, whoever. Mm
1: -hmm. Pack your bags, sis. Pack your bag and leave.
0: No questions,
1: no second thoughts. No second thoughts, no nothing. Pack Mm -hmm. your bag and leave. Now someone may listen to this and you may be in a domestic violence situation. And what I would encourage you to do, sis, is to speak with someone, see what your options are, because you are worth more than that.
0: Yep, and as always, I'll have resources in the show notes, ladies. Yes. I take this very mm-hmm. seriously.
1: I take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. You are worth more than that. Yes. And if you're in a situation and you're scared to leave, of course, you know, there will be the resources in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with you, right? There's nothing wrong with you if you find yourself in a situation and now maybe you're listening to this podcast or if you've heard someone, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not weak in any way right? We get caught up in situations and that's okay, but there's always a way out, always. So that's off the bat, top, 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 on the top, tippy top of my list (laughs) of things to be on the lookout for if it's time to leave a relationship, if there's any signs of abuse. Mm -hmm. Now, my second thing is If your visions don't align. Yes. Do not waste your time. Don't waste your time. If your visions do not align, to be honest with you, as much as you, this may be the finest man walking on the earth. If your visions do not align, my suggestion would be to leave that relationship. Yeah. Because it would cause more hurt in the end. Yes. If you stay longer. Because what we're doing is, is when we stay with men or when we stay in relationships and the vision doesn't align, what we're banking on is, is the, the hope that someone changes. And unless you're willing to take the risk that that person wouldn't change, then my suggestion would be for you to leave the relationship. Yeah. Because a lot of us, unfortunately me, I am not a big risk taker and I cannot leave it to chance. mm mm-hmm. That someone will change. Um, Whoever they are, you have to either choose to stay with them and know that they may remain exactly that way. They may change, but they may remain exactly that way. And are you okay with that? Are you okay with that? Um, And that's the question you have to ask yourself. Am I okay if he remains the same way? Am I okay with that? Um, And if the answer is no, then unfortunately I don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah. Okay. Um, The third thing I would say is um, identifying whether or not um, this person is someone that you can um, rely on. Um, Is this someone, if anything were to happen to you, (laughs) is this someone you can depend on? That's really it. If if this is someone that has shown you that they're not dependable, um, that may be a cause for concern. um, And I would question that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. You know, and those are my tips, really. Those are my tips. I love it. I love it. And to your last point, ladies, if your car breaks down on the highway,
0: let's say at midnight and you can't call your boo to mm-hmm. come get you, <laughs> he ain't the one for you. Mm-mm. Ooh, Keep it moving. Honey. If you are facing financial hardships and you are mm-hmm. afraid or you can't tell him, mm-hmm. that ain't the one for you. mm mm-hmm. The body
1: may say, "Oh, that's wrong," but it's the truth. <laughs> Listen, it's the truth. You want to be in a relationship with someone that you can depend on. Yeah, right, and not depend on to to just you know save you in any way, but just is someone who is a dependable person. Yes, um, is important. Um, yes. and you know, I can't um really just end everything without saying, ladies, we have to understand that however old you are is how old your experiences are. Right. Yes. Um, and when you put yourself in a situation or in a relationship, you're not just going into it with just this year's worth of experience. You're going into it with years of experience, mm-hmm. years of baggage and different things like that. So my My suggestion would be before you seriously decide to go into a serious relationship, it would be important for you to do some work, do some self-searching, do some healing work, right? And ensure that you are whole, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Ensure that when you're entering into a relationship, you're entering it with some wholeness because that is going to allow you to be able to identify any red flags that may pop up and it will allow you to make the decision that you need to do to walk away. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big proponent
0: of the last two episode titles, doing the
1: work and mm-hmm. sitting
0: with yourself. hmm Mhm. I'm I'm a huge proponent of that. It's so important. It's very important. Yeah. 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 Well, Kim, you have shared So much thinking back on all that you have said, what advice would you offer your younger self?
1: Oh my goodness. Everyone always asks this question and I think I default to the same response. Mm -hmm. You are worthy simply because you are living. (sighs) It is nothing that you have to work for. Nothing. I would tell my younger self, your worth and your value is nothing that you have to work for. It is something that is given to you from the time that you are born. Amen. So you don't have to go seeking that worth and value in anything and or anyone else but yourself. So that is my advice. I love it. And I think we need to
0: get t-shirts made. I say just that.
1: <laughs> yep, I think you need to add that to well, your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <but laughs> simply because you are living. Yes you are worthy simply because you're living. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your platform. I appreciate you for allowing me to come on and speak with your audience. Um, and I, I hope that someone finds value um, in this.
0: I hope so too. And ladies, like I always say, and gentlemen, because apparently I have male <laughs> listeners as well, um, as I always say, I really hope that you came to this conversation with an open heart and a pen and paper because the gems that are shared in these conversations, in this conversation particularly, are so important to the lives that we we want to live. Excuse me. Remember, we're living impactful and bold lives. We're no longer sitting in the corner and just existing. We're going to make a change. Thank you all so much for listening. Kim. Ah. Thank you so much <laughs> for your time, for your wisdom.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and do we have to make a uh, plans to get together soon? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love you much. Love you too. And we'll talk soon. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Oh my gosh, guys, I got so caught up in this conversation with Kim that I completely forgot to have her tell you her socials. It's okay. I got my girl covered. Please be sure to follow Kim on Instagram at womanunbreakable, all one word. Also, be sure to head on over to her webpage, womanunbreakable.com where you can find out more about the organization get more involved in the movement and even purchase some merchandise go support this black-owned business y'all thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of memoirs you are i hope today's conversation has sparked something in you and you take the steps necessary to make changes to your everyday life If you need more inspiration between now and the next episode, be sure to follow me on social media at Nicole. You'll find me mostly on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Memoirs Noir for behind-the-scenes moments, episode announcements, and more. Don't forget, if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening. Oh, and share the podcast with a friend or two. Episodes air Wednesdays at noon.